frustration today in its many forms maybe it's fighting on a plane maybe it's fighting with the healthcare system maybe it's fighting with a feral cat frustration fighting frustration hey and, f- and maybe there's a tad bit of frustration when you're doing a podcast and you're like hey, I don't think anybody is listening so hey why don't you you shy shy person Hush, hush, I-U-I, two, shy, shy, drop me a line. You know how to get a hold of me. If you're listening, let's say, through a social media app, you can comment below the post, or you can call me at 336-MM-DAILY. That's 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is a Mike Matthews Daily, as in what this podcast has been now for a couple of days. Sometimes I get interrupted. And then I'm on the Instagram. I've got um, Spotify. And all over So comment where you see this show I'm not just And I'm on YouTube You can comment there Leave a comment Like they say All the people that do YouTube videos Leave a comment But yeah we're talking a little bit about Dealing with frustration In general And here's today's podcast picture Here at Cafe Anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley uh, 10 Podcaster Valley 10 And yes we lost an hour Last night Or no we We gained an hour That's right So all of you should be Nicely rested And bushy eyed And tailed And all that I however did not Because getting up With the cat But And, and Basil Oh Basil You were so So much easier To deal with than cats Cats do what they want I know Basil The late great Basil The boxer So Let's just say the flight That my lovely lady friend and I Was not perfect that you see in the podcast picture today You can also go to mikesdailypodcast.com to see it But it it was uh, It was an interesting flight I had no idea they were going to put us next to a door One of the One of the doors So now you're in charge of safety procedures Which they had they, They didn't even tell me What I was supposed to do or anything So Thankfully we didn't crash Because I wouldn't have known what to do But they said are you Now the nice thing about having The seats next to the door Is that you are You've got crazy big leg room My legs were all stretched out It was wonderful Instead of The tray coming down Off the seat It was one of those things like you had in school Where you would pull up 
the tray This is if you were in a lecture hall I remember this at UCSB You'd pull this little table up from the side And it would come from the side And then sit over your lap And be like an insta-desk So we had that But there was nothing to watch Because we didn't have our own personal TV screens But that's okay Because on the American flights that we took The American Airlines flights There were no TV monitors for us On any of the flights we took And we took about four American Airlines flights for this trip This trip had multiple legs It was a centipede of a trip Going from San Francisco To Charlotte Charlotte To Daytona Beach To visit mom Who's having a bunch of problems And in fact I might even play a little bit Of some of the frustration We're dealing with With her I actually spoke with her today And recorded some of it Then we flew From Daytona Beach To Dallas But oh We had to go through Atlanta To get to Dallas And then from Dallas to San Francisco And that was the worst Dallas to San Francisco Because we stayed out On the tarmac For over an hour and a half I've been saying an hour But it really was an hour and a half So you're hearing about All these flights These fights on flights Rather Why the airplane flights Can't we all just get along This according to airhelp.com Airhelp The concept of bringing people from different nationalities, ages, and walks of life and loading them in the small confines of an airplane tends to bring out the worst and the best in people. If you want to avoid a fight club situation mid-flight, there are key airplane etiquette rules that you should follow. These flight tips will ensure you travel safely and don't ruin the air travel experience of your fellow flyers. Now, whether or not your fellow flyers are adhering to the same rules... But these are basic ones Like don't recline your seat fully back During the meal times There's actually something I saw uh, Richard Awadi has this thing called Gadget Man Or he used to It's a, He did it for about three years All of the episodes uploaded to YouTube You can watch it And one of them was this thing that you could click Into the uh, seat in front of you And it would actually prevent them From backing up all the way It was like a little trick Maybe, I don't know if they made those illegal or what, but it seemed to work nicely. If the heated discussions and fights that have flared up in airplanes while cruising at an altitude of so-and-so feet are anything to go by, the question of how, how far back and when to recline one's plane seat is quite the debatable topic. Perhaps the best way to call a truce is to agree that whilst meals are being served, everyone should have their seat fully upright to allow passengers to eat their meals as comfortably as possible. Avoid putting your carry-on in an overhead bin that is not above your seat. Wow. I think (laughs) on this trip, it never was over my seat. I just took whatever one was... Because you don't want you don't want to put it on an in an overhead bin behind you. Because everyone, when they're getting off the plane, when you've landed and everyone's leaving the plane, you really don't want to have to go back with all the people that are trying. Otherwise, you have to let people go in front of you, so you can finally get back far enough to get to that bin. Oh, that happened to me once on this trip. Oh, annoying. So I said, no, I'm going to try and put whatever's open. 
I'm gonna try and stick it in the backpack that I had. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley to the last place on earth. Cafe anyway. The so what that is one suggestion they give here on Air Help. The airplane is not where to make your new best friend. A survey by the corporate travel management company Agencia showed that 24% of business travelers like to network on a plane. Only 24%. Apparently, when faced with a chatterbox, 38% of flyers put their headphones on to listen to music and 15% feign sleep. So nobody wants to make friends. That's sad. But it's true. I have an issue where people, when they start to talk to me, I have a hard time telling them to shut up. And they end up talking my ear off and an hour, two hours go by. And all I've heard is a jumbled mix of gobbledygook that I sometimes may agree with, other times don't, most of the time don't. And most of the time I got nothing out of the conversation. So thank you for wasting my time. Some flyers are more open to talking to their seat companion than others in order to gauge if the person next to you is open to conversation or not, read their body language. The lady I sat next to on the flight back from Dallas, a older lady who was coughing up a lung, did I just instantly knew from body language, I am not going to be talking to this lady. And this was on the flight where I was stuck on the tarmac for over an hour and a half. So it would have been kind of nice to talk to someone. The only time I can remember having a good conversation on a flight was flying to Nashville. This was years ago, decades ago. And I was sitting next to a young lady who it turns out was a recording artist. And I don't know her name. I don't think she ever got really popular. Who knows? Maybe it was Carrie Underwood I was sitting next to. I don't really think it was. But yeah, so she was telling me, I found that fascinating. I don't think I was flirting with her. I do believe I was single at the time. So I guess I could have flirted with her. If she was single, it would have been okay, right? Maybe it was a match. I was a young man at the time. I should have noted that at the beginning of that sentence Because I said she was a young lady Well what Mike were you an old scary creepy old man How did that set up that story That didn't set up very well Mike At any rate That was fascinating And I hope she went on to bigger and better things But most That's the only time I can only remember it once And in the other times you know sitting next to my lovely lady friend Actually this is the only time we've ever flown Was this flight so That was nice talking to her Although I don't think we talked too much Because I know on one flight I started to get really sick Because of the gas bubble You know You know the gas bubble That appears In your intestines When you've been flying too many times Too many flights in a row And that that appears And especially if you've eaten some Apples from your backyard You're going to develop some gas Oh yeah and I had a couple Cokes So, and a ginger ale Because that's the only time I drink ginger ale Is on a plane Unless I start to miss Let's say I haven't flown in a while And I miss flying Let's say I miss the feeling of going somewhere I'll have a ginger ale It kind of fakes the whole thing out in my head Do they have headphones on? Can you see their yawns are getting wider Or with shorter spaces in between? That's the sign, my friend There's your sign 
So don't bug them. Go easy on the free booze. So wait, who are you even? Where is that? That doesn't even exist. So never mind that. Don't go commando on someone's child. What does that even mean? Air help. Yeah, you know, pretty much the parents need to take care of that when the kid's having a meltdown. Unfortunately. Although I've talked to people that's, they go, no, no, I actually turn around and say, um, ma'am, can you have your child, like, can you, can you fix the situation? But these are people that don't care what people think about them. Just do not care at all. All right. I'm going to play you a very quick snippet. It's completely out of context, but you're going to hear my mom's voice. You're going to hear why. <laughs> where I get a lot of my uh, I get a lot of my vocal Nuances from From my mom we, she, I think Let's see This is the first time I've ever done this on my podcast So She does have a bit of a deeper voice She is in her 80s So let's listen a little bit to our conversation from today Where we were dealing with a very frustrating issue The appointment wouldn't be until the 12th And I, can't, I had to cancel that now I- I wish I had kept it. That's only another week away. Nice. I have my satchel. I have my bag all packed. Yeah, so she really needs to see a doctor. There is a health situation that, although she can get around and she's okay, there is a very strong possibility that things can get out of hand very quickly with what she has. So. There is a bit of danger involved And nobody is helping us out Nobody In Florida The healthcare system is ridiculous And it looks like The one doctor she thought that was she was, that was going to do the surgery He seems to not want to do the surgery anymore And now he's referring to, her to, to another guy Yet To see that other guy She's going to have to wait several weeks And the situation that she has Could go bad at any second So this is the frustration How to cope with frustration In any situation Whether it be trying to catch feral cats Or trying to catch a surgeon Who will do an important operation on you You need to do some breathing exercises Yes you hear it all the time But this is why This is why This is why Your breath gets faster and shallower when you are having a strong frustration emotional response. By regulating your breathing, you can actually get more oxygen into your brain and that is going to help you calm down and is going to help your brain work through the situation better. That's really the only tip I need to give you. I am not a doctor. But this is something, a tip that I have heard over and over and over again. Actually, this tip came from mhanational.org. Also try progressive muscle relaxation. One of the ways our bodies respond to our heightened emotion is with muscle tension. Relieving that physical tension will help your mind relax too. Lay down, work your way through each muscle group. Tense as you slowly inhale And release as you slowly exhale If you prefer some instruction You can try a guided audio 
which you can find online to help you with that. You can also meditate. It can help you connect with your feelings. It also can create space between your thoughts and emotions as you settle into self-awareness. Now, it sounds like a lot of gobbledygook, but hey, with some of the craziness that frustrates us, you want a little space. And you want to be self-aware about what you have that can help you out of the situation. And being aware of that is very important. Physical activity is a mood booster. Help regulate your stress and adrenaline with physical activity. It's a healthy way to release pent-up energy. If you if you can, try going for a run. Nah. I... I don't like that. Why does it have to suggest running? How about a walk? But you know what? If you're young and healthy, try running. I am older and not super, super healthy. So I would have to say running at this point would cause a lot more damage to me. I just don't. I did a lot of running in my younger days. And I just know if I were to start running, A, I wouldn't enjoy it. B, my knees and legs and calves and everything else would be shot afterwards. How about a nice, vigorous walk? If you prefer instruction, see your local gym. They have online classes or search for your favorite type of workout on YouTube. There's also yoga. Great way to get your body moving in a meaningful way. And then you can also vent. Ruminating on your anger only perpetuates it. So give yourself some time to let it all out with a trusted friend. As long as you don't focus on it for too long, venting can be a healthy emotional outlet. Just try to keep it to 15 minutes and then move on to a more positive conversation. That's the important thing. Moving on to a more positive state, a more positive conversation. There's also journaling. Yes. Pen to paper. Unless you like to put thumbs to keyboard little tiny keyboard on your phone if you're dealing with the kind of frustration where you can't even think straight try writing or typing it all out it can help you process the situation and calm your brain down so you can approach the situation with a more level head here's a really good one get outside spend some time in your backyard go for a walk around the block head to your favorite park even just stepping out for 60 seconds of fresh air can help you recalibrate. Slip on your shoes. Let your bare... F oh, you can slip off your shoes and let your bare feet touch the dirt or grass. That helps to really, literally ground you. I guess it's also figuratively grounding you. I guess it's just you're just getting grounded. Manage your expectations of others. Often negative feelings come from a misaligned expectation. Recognize you can't fully anticipate anyone else's behavior. You cannot. Everyone's random little beings full of random variables. Change your own mental framework so that you aren't holding them to standards that they cannot meet. It's only hurting you. Treat yourself. Sometimes you want to lay on the couch with a bag of chips in your favorite movie. That's okay as long as it doesn't become an unhealthy habit. You need to be treating yourself to guilty pleasures sometimes. Mine is Will and Don and Yankee in the South. And if you don't know what that is, look it up on YouTube. 
it's just so hilarious in so many ways. I love it. And I and and Will has an eye for scenery that he loves filming beautiful creeks and trees and birds chirping like you're hearing behind us here outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley Spend some time with animals. Like the feral cat that won't go in the dang cage or other cats uh, or dogs And many people find animals to be a source of comfort And support Interacting with the animals has been shown to Decrease levels of cortisol And that is a stress hormone It also lowers blood pressure As well as elevates levels of Serotonin and dopamine Which will calm and relax you Distract yourself Leaning into feelings doesn't always help If you need to detach from your anger Try doing something that requires focus Like a puzzle or reading Take a nap We all need a brief reset sometimes Set the timer for 20 minutes and climb into bed What? If you hit a wall Oh, okay Where you're completely overwhelmed The rest will do your brain well And checking out for a little bit Often helps you Go about the rest of your day with a fresh start Or it can make you feel really Really draggy But no I've, I've there's, It goes both ways with the Helping The health benefits The health benefits and the helping That naps can do Naps can sometimes help Yeah It's true Oh what's this okay A garden Having a garden or having a house plant It can be beneficial for numerous health outcomes Including anxiety and stress reduction Interesting Or taking care of an indoor plant Has similar effects on your mental health Get creative Art is a great tool for emotional expression Crafting, drawing, painting, writing poetry And other art forms are healthy ways To channel your anger into something fun Turn on some music It has a powerful effect on our brains Search for a playlist of relaxing or happy music To turn your frustration into a more enjoyable emotion Hey, there was a time You'd have to find a radio station To find some music that would help you Now you just find a playlist People put playlists together And they're like mini DJs And they put them on the apps And you can listen in beautiful digital quality It's wonderful, wonderful world Thank you Louis Armstrong for telling us that Get organized Take 10 minutes to clean, plan Or otherwise streamline something in your life Turning your extra energy Into something productive Will not only help you get rid of some of that frustration But you'll also have Accomplished something and you'll feel That feeling of accomplishment And finally Wash your face it seems so simple, but putting cold water on your face doesn't just feel refreshing. It triggers your mammalian, mammalian diving reflex, and that slows your heart rate and breathing. By reducing the physical symptoms of frustration, you can interrupt your brain's feedback loop and reduce your emotional frustration as well. Now, can you do that at work? Because at work, there's probably... If you're in California especially There's probably a little sign Taped to the window uh, The mirror Above the sink saying You know Wash your hands For at least 20 seconds Cover your mouth when you cough Don't touch your eyes Don't that But I think that has dissuaded a lot of people from Actually washing their face I remember I used to go into the And I'd always make a mess 
But whenever I went into the bathroom Especially if I had to do an early morning shift I would always splash water on my face And I haven't done that since the pandemic Because A, you've got the mask on And then you, you know, gotta do the whole thing Where you take the mask off But I need to get back into that again Washing your face Isn't that amazing? Just splashing some water on it Okay, by the way I'm gonna pull this And that was, that was from MHANational.org That's Mental Health America That's what MHA stands for Mental Health America National.org Very helpful Thank you guys for having that Website up By the way Intermountainhealthcare.org Had a couple ideas About helping this Very very bad Oh just lacking In so many ways Healthcare system that we live in Probably Probably worse in Florida than from where you are If you are not in Florida But they're saying things like And this article came out 2017 So it's only gotten worse since then But They're talking about how nurses leave organizations In the first year Lots of nurses leave The healthcare system And the organizations they're working at and that's probably only gotten worse The scheduling process requires clinicians To sign up for shifts 8 weeks in advance And there is very little flexibility To adjust the schedule once it's complete The process for scheduling Is cumbersome and relies heavily On a manual process And that isn't accommodating To any spontaneous weekend getaways So that's why that means Nurses are burnt out I think a lot of people in the healthcare system Are burnt out This is why we're getting such horrible service it's basic supply and demand. There are more job openings than there are graduates. Healthcare organizations need to be future focused in workforce planning and have stronger connections with high schools, colleges, and training centers to recruit future healthcare workers. Healthcare has been slow to adopt the use of technology for both recruitment and scheduling. There are other industries like Uber, Google, and Airbnb, which also help attract younger, more tech-savvy workers. Healthcare industry needs more tech-savvy workers, according to this article. And currently, it takes at least 12 weeks to orient a, uh, orientate a new nurse before he or she can work independently. But this isn't always necessary Education and onboarding doesn't need to be a one-size-fits-all approach And nurses and other clinicians tend to specialize But with additional training and development Nurses could fill shifts in other departments and settings Often tenure is a depart in a department is a factor in scheduling But that model leads to nurses specializing in one area And limits cross-training Tenure might not be the best For determination For scheduling And this was uh, According to The IntermountainHealthcare.com uh, That IntermountainHealthcare Is In Nevada Actually so they've had To deal with the situation too Their healthcare system has had issues as well So it's all around the world All around the country anyway We're outside a cafe anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley Ten, The last place on earth Look who's here 
Hello, Mike Matthews. It's Shelly Stewart, Gift Strap Supervisor. Mike Matthews, what would make you happy and would make you less frustrated is if you had a snow globe. Thank you. Oh, that's a very nice one. Rosebud. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. This is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer. Mike, this show has been very fascinating and helpful in this frustrating world. <laughs> Don't ever get sick. Yes, that's what we've learned. Don't ever get sick. Gosh. Crazy. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. Chime in about anything we yapped about. 336MM daily. That's 3 plus 3 equals 6MM as in Mike Matthews daily, as in what this podcast has been for a couple of days and will continue doing hopefully this week. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, I could go for a nap right now. I think I will. I'll lay down outside of cafe anyway. Uh, wait, the who? Who's this? Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.